welcome to the unofficial Disney Tonight Show podcast. If there's one thing this world definitely does not have enough of, it's podcasts. So into the breach steps comedian David Studebaker and his zany band of sidekicks to bring you a multimedia experience unlike anything the world has ever seen. Please give it up for my dear friend and your host, Mr. David Studebaker! Yes, wow. Hey, 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 very exciting. Thank you, thank you. So this is a very exciting episode. We're not even going to do any of our hijinks or stories or sketches. We're jumping right into the interview because we have just an incredible guest for you, the amazing Mindy Rickles. She's an incredible actress comedian. She also happens to be the daughter of Mr. Potato Head. We are very excited and I'll just quickly welcome in. We're doing this out of order because we're just, we're, we're doing it live and fun. Uh, I'm going to go fully out of order. I'm going to welcome in Jake first. Jake, thank you for yeah, being here. Yeah. You and your lavender background looking great yeah, and that you. shirt. I don't know what happened. Minnie's going to have some fun with that shirt. I think I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful. Uh, Mando, thank you for joining. Thank you. I love the necklace. You're really, you're, you're, you're dolling it up. It's amazing. And as always, it's not my fault. She wants to wear the helmet. I have totally made it clear. She's welcome to not have the helmet and sweat in that thing, but she loves it. And her thousands of TikTok fans love it too. Luke LaCoy, the co-host who doesn't like being a co-host. We're going to hope that he's going to, you know, he's going to talk a little bit tonight. You never know, but we do love him. He's amazing and he's Canadian. And then as always, my announcer, James Creviston. This is totally out of order. We have a very large age range that watch this sh watches this show. So, you know, people will be familiar with the great comedy of Don Rickles. Uh, but, you know, he was Mr. Potato Head. But more importantly, we, we are going to talk about that. But this is going to be the world of Mindy Rickles. We are, we are excited about the world of Mindy Rickles here. Now, just full disclosure, Mindy and I have a dear friend in common. Christine King, who is my dear friend and manager, and Mindy's dear friend. She won't be my manager. Oh, <laughs> we'll talk to her about that. And I'm just going to say thank you, Mindy. Welcome in. How are you tonight? I mean, God, Dave, as my dad would have said, what a thrill. My God, <laughs> be here with these big stars, Jacob and James and Luke and the one with the helmet. I mean, it, it's just, I mean, Christine, you know, she doesn't ever offer me anything. So when she mentioned this, I was like, when? You know, I was so <laughs> thrilled and I'm just very, very excited to be here. And she was like, she gave me a test beforehand. <laughs> I needed to know all of Disney because, you know, my Disney goes back to the 1890s. <laughs> the wonderful world of Disney with the little Tinkerbell, you know. So that followed with like Wild Kingdom, which I thought that's what the show was on. Wild Kingdom, which was an old show with like Lauren Green. I'm sure none of you know who that is. Maybe James, but maybe not. <laughs> um, anyway he was on with the animals no i was thrilled and what else what else am i doing tape are you doing a lot of any like zoom stand-up shows or, or any of those um you know i was doing um a couple through covid and now they're starting to have what well, they've had those on these sort of outdoor drive-in shows but yeah 
whenever they do those, it's always during a time when the pandemic, you know, I watch all the negative stuff of when it's soaring and it's always, you know, it's always soaring. So I, you know, I haven't done one cause I'm afraid. Cause now I don't go out unless I have like 16 masks, <laughs> like a shield and the helmet and I'm wearing a hazmat suit. <laughs> I have a fire truck that follows me. So I'm afraid right now, you know, everyone else is, you know, all these young comics and they just want to get up there no matter what. And if they get COVID, Hey, no problem. But for me, you know, I'd be really, it wouldn't be good for me. So I haven't really done those. Prior to when things got were shut down and you had a regular show at the Laugh Factory. Right. Um, and it was it Mindy Mondays or something. Monday, Monday, Mindy. But frankly, Monday, Monday, Mindy. I apologize. I am so if sorry. I, if uh, I go back now, they'll be like, who? You know, Monday, <laughs> Tuesday, Wednesday, Mindy, Friday, you know. I don't know if they'll remember me there, but I'm going to scratch outside the door and see. <laughs> last show, speaking of which, the last show I had there, because I would do a show where, you know, there'd be like a lineup of comics, but then I'd bring in an iconic comic to do like a Q&A with. And so I had Bob Saget and I had Jeff Garland. And then the last show I had, who's not an iconic comic, but he loves comedy, and this relates to you, was John Stamos, who is, I'm sure all of you with Disneyland, your leader, right? <laughs> because he is, I've never seen a person more obsessed. I mean, he had his honeymoon there. I think he proposed to his wife, you know, in a onesie <laughs> around Disneyland, and they took over the park, because when you have that kind of money, God, that's what you do, is you take yeah. the park. <laughs> So, you know, he's obsessed with Disneyland and so is his wife, I know. So, um, yeah, so he was actually my last, my last show there. You know, it's funny, there's been a John Stamos theme on our show. Our last guest, um, he's an actor who's been on a bunch of TV shows, but he, and he was on uh, The Grandfather, the show that John had, oh. the, the previous actor, but he was... He originally was screen testing for a regular role and then he ended up just doing a small guest starring. But I guess there was an actor who like did much better than him on a screen test with John. And yeah. afterwards he was in the bathroom with John Stamos and John Stamos was really kind to him, but like he gave him like a shoulder rub and he's like, it's gonna be all right, you're gonna be okay. And he was like, it always, it was like one of his like major, like, like big moment stories of like John Stamos gave him a shoulder rub. He didn't get the gig, but he had the, the, the Stamos. No, story. I mean, the first time I met John and I've been married, it'll be, you know, 24 years in about two weeks. But um, the first time I met John and my husband, I've been married, I don't know, 15 years or whatever. And I left my husband at that <laughs> dinner. You know, I got up and I said, you're done, you know. And I had to go back to him because John was like, you know, I'm not interested. But <laughs> I was his age, so he wasn't interested. But um, so, yeah, I was very, you know, excited to meet John. And it was, yeah. So now, now I know him really well through the years. And he's a great guy and very talented and and a huge Disney fan. I know he, fan. he. I'm sure he still has it. The D from the Disney sign. Oh. He bought, I don't know, the original D, but he had it. I mean, he's moved since, but he had it in front of his house. So, like, he was on the hill. Wow. Uh, his address is 629. His phone <laughs> number is three. Now, 
So anyway, <laughs> and he had the huge D of Disney. So I I'm, feel like he could do an entire episode just of show and tell, like a like oh, a yeah. like a Disney show. Like that's incredible to Disney have. Cribs. Disney, oh, yeah. Disney, yeah, <laughs> Disney, Disney Cribs. Yeah, Disney Cribs. MTV Cribs here. <laughs> Maybe someday it'll go from John Stamos stories to actually John Stamos on the show. We'll see. Although, Mindy, it would be a bit of a step down to go from you to John. I don't want to insult yeah. John, but we've already hit the mountaintop. Yeah, how could you? I mean, think of, I said to Christine, it's because they really want John, right? That's why. <laughs> no, it's because your father was Mr. Potato Head and he was John Rickles. I said, oh, okay, well, then I feel better. So the thing is with you, because you're a talented actress, you're a talented comedian, you, and I mean, you know all these people, but <clears throat> I feel like you do bring a very unique perspective to just the entertainment industry in general. So let's start like just childhood wise hanging out in Vegas was that a was that an enjoyable experience um well you know I didn't see that much of the nightlife before Vegas I just wanted to say my first childhood experience of Disneyland was going with and again most of your viewers may not know who this is but going with Bob Newhart and his family to Disneyland and it would be comparable today to going with, you know, J-Lo and A-Rod. So it was like, oh. you know, we had the special driver and we didn't have to stand in the lines and, you know, so that was my first like Disney experience. But in terms of Vegas, sometimes we would go, often Bob Newhart would be playing there and he, his kids, we were very close to his kids. And so I remember one time he was at the MGM or something and they were staying in Elvis's suite. Oh, and wow. yeah, which was huge or whatever. And it had an elevator and they showed us, you know, where the bullet hole was that Elvis one night when he was in a mood, as we all are, <laughs> took a gun, you know, sort of like a Phil Spector again, my references, <laughs> um, you know, and shot the gun into whatever, uh, probably at someone in the elevator and missed them and, you know, made a hole in the elevator. Uh, door and we used to go to um circus circus which was very different than i'm sure <laughs> than it was like one trapeze guy all <laughs> into a net most of the time and then the craziest thing you would do there was go i mean this was insane into the magic shop and there was like a glass with fake water and a fake plastic spider in it and that was like, oh my God, that's, that's crazy. I just pissed myself, you know. So, um, that was like very exciting. You know, the people I mentioned are from so long ago, like Frank Sinatra would be there and Charo. Again, these are people Charo, that- are Char Oh, Charo, oh yeah, Remember oh her? yeah. Charo? Yeah, she was like, you know, the 1960s version of Sofia Vergara. Well, and I gotta say, I already I was excited to have you on, but now I'm doubly excited because especially James and I, we are constantly bringing up references that Jake and Mando have no idea what we're talking about. So when you like to us, like Newhart, it is is better than J Lo and A Rod to James and I. That's and what I was like, about to say. I Sinatra almost said that. And all. Like you're you're speaking our language. Uh, I don't know, Jake. Do you know Do you know who Bob Newhart is? I know names. Oh, see what I mean? It's just the kids. They don't know anything these days. Yeah, no, I'm saying to Jake, it's like, he saw them in a lineup. 
you know, I know names, the faces, I don't know, Elvis, who is he, you know, the rapper. So it's like, yeah. I mean, I, I actually getting back to Disneyland, how many times did you go there? And did you always have the new heart treatment or did you go back and you're like, I got to wait in the line. Do you know who I am? Like what's happening here? Yeah. I did like a Reese Witherspoon. I used to go wasted as a kid. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> again, this is like an anti-Disney thing. I've always hated rides, Dave. Let's be honest. For me, they made me car sick. They made me nauseous. Again, I'll throw it to James with a reference. I'm like the female, you know, Richard Lewis. Like, and I can't stand movement of any kind. So... <laughs> I never really want to go on the rides, which I'm sure your audience, everyone just turned this off because they're like, <laughs> who was that? But that's just, so I know I would get nauseous just sitting in a chair. You know, it's funny, you're, you're, you are second week in a row, same guy who had the Stamos story, he had the exact same experience where the rides would make him sick. And so his favorite ride was It's a Small World. Oh, because loved it. Yeah. <laughs> Let me be back. It's just like shopping. You just said, Mindy, let's go shopping. Oh my God. Small world. I love that. I, yeah. Me too. I, it's a very polarizing ride, but I do love, I love it. I also loved when you go in the little boat and the little houses, is that still there? It was that's, like, the, that's my background right here. That's storybook land. Storybook land. I didn't, I looked, I thought, oh, it's Venice behind him. I didn't really know <laughs> was but now i realized it is you know it's funny this was the first time i've had this as my background and christine didn't tell me that you enjoyed that ride yes. it just it was meant to be i that first time i've used that background so that yeah, is that later she'll say i worked with you on storybook lane you were supposed <laughs> to remember that so, yeah, but that i did love that ride as well your teens and 20s again the, everyone has different experiences as like someone with a, a parent in the entertainment industry were you were you partying it up no i was like a nun <laughs> nice. I, I did nothing and i should have dave i should have i remember my prom like they were all asking mindy will you feel uncomfortable you know if we free base because it was really high you know if we free base here in the limo will that make you feel uncomfortable mindy and i'm like no it's fine i'll read you know the bible <laughs> <laughs> so it was just yes no I was so just Christine and just little miss you know never did a thing wrong and then also with dating I've heard you tell a story uh that about your approachability um in terms of uh, you you were not always the most approachable person to for a, a man to come up to and, and talk to in a bar <laughs> yeah I don't know why and I always played like bitchy woman in bar. Like that was my, you know, you go on Dave about my extreme, you know, acting career, which I had a couple of very major roles, but mo more often than not, it would be like bitchy woman at bar. Um, <laughs> so when you say, why didn't they come up to me? I don't know, because I was, you know, too much like my father and, you know, people don't, men don't want to be insulted. I used to think, on a date. I used to think that if I got a guy on a date like laughing, I'm like, oh, he's really into me. You know, and then like my husband said to me, like he liked it, but he goes, most men are not like, oh, she was hysterical. I can't wait to call her, you know. They're not, I'm like, oh, he really laughed when I did that bit in the middle. And my friends were like, 
I don't think that's, you know, I don't think you're, he's calling you back, you know. <laughs> you know, they wanted like more of a sexy kind of a, a girl. And I was just, you know, I would imitate them at the table, which they didn't really like <laughs> on the first date. Um, so it was very tough. Amanda, did you have a question for Mindy? I did. Um, my question is, what is like your craziest experience in entertainment? Um, one time I went to like Illinois or somewhere in the middle of nowhere. And I had to go with this comic who I didn't know, but like the agent was like, he's a very nice guy, whatever. And we had to drive like three hours in the middle of the night. I mean, this really isn't crazy because you know, I'm very, I'm still very prim and I don't really have crazy. I want to be able to tell you something really exciting. This isn't really, it's not crazy. I, I don't even want to tell it. Um, <laughs> frankly, Dave, I didn't get the memo that um, Andrew was going to ask me this kind of a question and that I was going to be put completely on the spot on the biggest, biggest podcast in the country. And I don't even know what to do now. Um, I mean, I, I don't even know. I can think of so many times I was humiliated, like doing stand-up, but I don't want to get into that. But, you know, the, was, it, was it the most exciting? I don't know. I had a very low SAT score. By the way, Dave, you mentioned earlier, the shirt that Jake is wearing, if the audience could see, it's like he just, you know, came back from a luau. <laughs> dressed in the same, may I call it a blouse, Jake? May I call it that? You know... He's, no, Jake, I'm not finished yet. You know, <laughs> Jake is wearing the same blouse that I think I wore my seventh grade yearbook picture. <laughs> the same hairstyle I had. The same hairstyle, because in those days, James, stay with me, because James will be the only one that knows who this is. Jake has sort of a Dorothy Hamill cut, but it's a little I messier. It. I see it. I see it. Luke is like, Luke is staring at the screen like he is 15 sedatives. He's like, Dave brought this woman on who has the voice and face of her father. And it's freaking me out. No wonder she had the face. Because if I go like, but no one can see my face. He's like, I don't know any of her references. And it's like, she seems like she looks like the father and talks like him. When is this over? So, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, again, what was the question, Mando? <laughs> uh, that, it was, what was your crazy? That was good. No, Mando, we got it. That was perfect. That was... I didn't ask it again. She didn't know the answer last time. So let's yeah. ask her again. That was beautiful. I love Minnie because normally I'm the one roasting Jake and Luke for not paying attention, but you're doing my job for me. So this is, no, I Luke, love it. Thank you. Luke is, he looks like he's a pilot on a plane. <laughs> it had like very few facial expressions. He's just going forward and we're landing. Good afternoon. Welcome to flight 601. You know, he's very serious and on his way. And again, that's the face. I wish the audience they can see, well, well part of our audience me. is yeah. on YouTube. And don't say people that, oh, she, you know, looked just like her father. Please don't say that because, you know, I've heard it enough and I, you know, that's why I'm on a lot of meds. So don't even bother <laughs> saying that to me. Okay. But Luke you, has the face of what my dates were like. I've got to get uh, this plane out of the uh, taxing off the runway. Okay. <laughs> All right. And I love Dave the way with this with the coffee. You know, you're like a 
with Major <laughs> Jimmy uh, Kimmel and look up for a second. I forgot his name. Um, all of those hosts, you know, that's great. I, you know, got it. That's all I can bring. I don't have a stage or an audience. So, you know, I got the, I, I got the mug. That's all I got. Before we, we're going to transition into uh, some of those, uh, those acting roles, including, I know Jake's very excited to talk about Tales from the Crypt with you. Uh, but we, just to, to get the, the, the potato in the room out of the way, that experience being Mr. Potato Head and doing that, that had to have been an odd juxtaposition because most comics, like we're not generally Pixar characters. What was, what was that whole Mr. Potato Head era like for you and for him? This is how my dad was. He'd be like, you know, I'm going to be Mr. Potato Head in, in a Pixar movie. I wish I could tell you, but if you only knew how much money they're paying me for this, that's <laughs> the kind of thing he would say to me. But no, it was very exciting. And, you know, it was really great. And my dad was thrilled to have, you know, all these kids know he was Mr. Or he'd tell them I'm Mr. Potato Head, you know, and they'd be very excited about it. And so all of that. And then when my kids were little, they got to go to the Pixar studios. And this was like a very, you know, you weren't allowed to go in there. And there was the huge Mr. Potato Head. Well, this is the one that they put in Disneyland. I was there, but isn't it at the other section or something? Yeah, it's in California Adventure. And they <laughs> and when you're standing in line, they have someone. Well, I think they recorded Don giving Ken insults. Yes, yeah, exactly. So and then the walks by, right? Yeah, and so there's a, someone inside the control room, and they look on a camera and, and choose the right insult for that person. <laughs> I want that job. I want that job. <laughs> so it was very, you know, they got to see the Mr. Potato Head before, you know, he was in the park, and and that was, and the fact that that's there, you know, forever is such a great tribute to my dad. So he was so excited about it, it really wasn't like he was mostly a comic I mean he started as an actor and he went to the dramatic academy uh, the academy of dramatic arts in New York so when he got to do that it's like doing that and doing the movie casino those were like major major highlights in his life and they both happened you know much later it wasn't like he was 40 you know he was much older but that's why also he was so thrilled you know, to have the opportunity to do those things. And actually, I will say, Mindy, Luke created a, a Mr. Potato Head of me. And I want to just say, before we show it to Mindy, um, viewer discretion advised. Um, <laughs> what what Luke did is, uh, it's horrifying. And um, I just, I'm going to share it right now. Mindy, I want to get your thoughts okay. on uh, what Luke put together there. That looks like a cyst I had on my arm. <laughs> <laughs> it turned out to be scosis sarcoma um what can i say i mean dave that's the kind of guy that that asked me out that's like, <laughs> wow luke what can i say i'd say stick with being a pilot <laughs> that is disturbing yeah no i'm sorry you had to see that mindy i apologize we'll go into the the acting days uh and and jake's gonna i'm gonna let jake lead off because he's a big uh tales from the crypt fan so jake take it away <laughs> i actually have two questions so i noticed that you were in tales from the crypt and your role name was girl at the bar which is really funny because earlier you mentioned how you were always girl at the bar 
and literally two years later, you were in Herman's head and was woman at the bar. Okay, Jake, first of all, thank you for <laughs> referencing my extensive, um, the extensive roles of my early career. Yes, um, those were, you know, you had to be a certain type of woman at the bar, Jake. <laughs> Okay, they didn't hire every single woman at the bar that walked in. All right. I was like, they were like, she has something. You know, in Tales from the Crypt, it was like, she has something. Could it be? I don't know that her father is starring in this episode. You know, <laughs> oh, it's not that. It's not that. It's her talent. It's the way she walked up to the bar. I mean, I don't think any other actress could have done that, you know? I mean, it's a shame that, you know, the way it is today, you know, how every kid is like, if they're related, you know, if I'm the seventh cousin of Harry Hamlin and I'm four feet one, I'm a runway model in Paris, you know? It's a shame wasn't like that in my day, you know, because I would be Jake. You would know, I would be the biggest thing around. You know, there would be a film, Woman in Bar, starring <laughs> daughter of Don Rickles, Mindy Rickles. I mean, that's what it would have been like. Yes. I no. think, I think it still has legs, Mindy. We're going to, let's pitch that to Netflix. Let's, yeah. let's, uh, <laughs> let's make it happen. Your dad really wanted you to be an actress, right? He kind of, he kind of emphasized that a little bit more for you than stand up. I, I, he was, he was concerned. He, he knew you'd be funnier than him. And so he was, he was concerned, you know? No, he never wanted me to do stand up, and I've only done stand up for, aside from this year, like for seven, eight years. So he never wanted me to do stand up. He's like, you can't go on the road and you know, it's sets for men and it's tough. And, you know, so he always was like, oh, Mindy's going to be an actress because I was like funny and I was always like performing and imitating everyone. But it was, you know, so different then. And I, you know, it was like, you got the kind of things that some of these celebrity kids get, like you get an agent or not really, but they're going to send you out. But I was too timid. You know, I go out for like nine and a half weeks, nine, you know, and no one knows what that is except for James. But, you know, it was not right for me. It's like once I went in there twice to Seinfeld and it was like, you know, Jerry was in there and they wanted me to come back and all that. So it was like, I don't think I expressed enough that I, you know, I really want to do comedy. And that's where I was comfortable because I was extremely, not only was I very, um, you know, pristine and like a nun, I was extremely shy, extremely mm. shy, like, I couldn't even, you know, I, I was like, I didn't say a word. So kind of like Luke, um, <laughs> it was very hard for me. Luke's like, I when is she done? Um, no, this is Mitty, that's face all the time. Yeah, right? no, that you okay. are killing with Luke. That is that is Luke's version of when you see me flying all over the screen laughing. <laughs> When that smile Luke has, that's what you're doing to him. He's Canadian. He's just very okay. stoic and Canadian. Yeah, see, see how I'm intimidated even now, even now being a great woman at bar, I'm intimidated <laughs> by Luke and his career. I don't think I could have done stand up in my early twenties, even if I was able to say, I don't care what you say, gentlemen, do it. Cause it's like so tough because it's the audience right there and they're, they don't care like who your father was or whatever, you know? So, or they're going to be even, you know, harder on you because of it, you know, much tougher 
I think, than the rejection from acting because it's so immediate. And it's not like you were great, thanks. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's the only art form where people feel comfortable telling you that you're they're not enjoying your performance in like no one goes to like the opera or a symphony and just starts you know booing or, or heckling oh, I, the I you know that. oh well james <laughs> yeah james is he's a wild animal right but, but most most civilized people don't i mean for me i i've been doing it 12 years and i started at 18 or 19 but i when you have when you're more introverted and there is that shyness and there is that fear that's like for a lot of people that's like the biggest barrier to entry right because if you're already feeling like oh like just talking to people stuff and then you have that i was annoying and i had uh, unreasonable confidence and so i it w but for most people and luke and james are, are comedians as well and i think you guys both in your own ways have dealt with similar things Right. That's when you guys were supposed to jump in. That's fine. Oh, you know what? I just, I just we're gonna... beat him up in the parking lot. If you don't like my jokes, I just beat you up in the parking lot. Right. <laughs> yeah. No. Um. Well. All right. They. J James, do you have an opinion on this, or <laughs> for another 20, 25 minutes? No. I. I love. I love hearing you talk, Mindy. You are. You're hilarious and amazing. I am like. This is a great. This is the greatest day for me. Really? Because when I, yeah. you know. When, when we get off and my husband's with me, I'm gonna be like, my head hurts. You're <laughs> <laughs> good, I'm nauseous, you know? And someone would be like, wow, it must be so much fun at home with Mindy. It's a nightmare. <laughs> like 10 years older than me. He's like, you were like 90, you know, because he's the one that's like swimming and doing all this stuff, you know? And then I'm like, is it time for my pill? The Xanax? <laughs> but, um. No, I mean, um, God, I lost I had something really great to say. I, I looked at Luke. I got intimidated again. <laughs> when you get those, those great nights when things are going great, it feels terrific. And I remember for like a really long time when I first started, it sounds so odd, because Jeff Garland helped me and I was just doing great. Every show, every night, like for a long time. And then Jeff's like, you're going to bomb. I'm like... No, Jeff, um, I'm not bombing. So I don't really know what you're talking about. And he's like, you're going to, and it's going to happen over and over. And then suddenly it started happening. And I was like getting in my head going, and I'm always going to bomb. And this is never going to stop. Because that's what I'm like. When anything is negative, I'm like, this will never go away. You know, then you, re then it's like, you know, more the ups and downs. But yeah, if, you know, it's not a great feeling. It's like when when Jake and I wore the same blouse, <laughs> you know, it still hurts me, but no. Luke, uh, let's, let's have you, let's have you ask Mindy a question. I'm so, so sorry to inconvenience you, buddy, but please, um, if you could ask Mindy a question. Yeah, I'll, I'll look sideways so I don't intimidate you. Uh, um, so like being a standup, uh, do you have any, like the most memorable show that you can think of or most memorable club moment that you had um, performing? I did Gotham in New York mm -hmm. and that was great. Oh, that's what I wanted to say. Thank you, Luke. Um, <laughs> the reason I thought I could even, you know, I don't know, do stand up or that I was funny. I mean, I knew I was funny, but, and it wasn't like I'm funny at the kitchen table in Arkansas with Aunt Sylvia, you know, it's like, oh, because you were funny at your high school in Alabama, that means you can be a stand up. No, but like I would perform or I'd get up 
at my parents' like parties where, you know, they would have that day's version of, you know, Beyonce or who, you know, like all those kind of people. And I wouldn't know what I was going to say. Like maybe I'd have a couple words, but of course they know my parents. So it's a little easier, but they were not people that were going to be like, oh, Mindy, you know, like that, whatever. And, you know, I would start doing a whole thing or maybe on my dad and maybe I'd start insulting like Bob Saget and John Stamon, you know, and John be like, I think you're funnier than your father. And I'm like, don't say that, John. <laughs> and I mean, my dad would not, and at his 89th birthday, I got up in front of like all these people, whatever. And he was like, the next day's like, um, did you, did you make all of that up? Did you write that? And I was like, well, some of it did. And most, and then I just thought off the top of my head, well, it's funny. That was funny, you know. So I knew, like, he loved it, you know. So, um, yeah, so those kind of things. Um, he would not, he would be happy to have heard this. Um, I got screams at his memorial, I must mm. say. So now I think, yeah, like Judd Apatow was there. Yeah, I was great. So I think I should just do, like, when COVID's over, like a tour of memorials. <laughs> now go to a city, look in the obits, like who's gone. Hey, tell me a couple of things about the guy and what, you know, Aunt Phyllis and Aunt Louise who slept with them. And I can like do a great, I'm going to kill. It, it does open up an interesting dynamic through the years with your dad. It sounds like he was a little, uh, Either just not forthcoming with the effusive love or a little competitive with, with you yeah, on that front. It was front. very loving, but that was like, it was a little, you know, just, you know, he's like, I'm like, how do you, you know, because he didn't write his material ever. So I'm like, how do you think of those? I don't know, Mindy, I just think of them. I'm a genius, you know. <laughs> That's how it went. But also, you reminded me because when I spoke at his memorial, Jeff Ross was there and I spoke. And then six months later, you know, he called me up and I'm like, oh, which is fine. But I'm like, oh, he must, this must be something like, you know, there was a plaque of your dad here and can I take it with your dad? You know, <laughs> so he called me up and he goes, listen, I'm doing a Netflix um, series of, you know, we're going to roast people of the past and we're going to roast Abraham Lincoln and we're going to roast Hitler. Well, actually they were going to roast, but not really. It was really a roast of Hitler. And Anne Frank was sort of like the person that was going to be roasted, but she really, it was Hitler that was going to be roasted. He goes, and I'd like you to play your dad. <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? You know, and I, I thought, and he goes, no, I want you to play your dad. And I'm like, like just me, like I'll dress up and then like in a text, you know, it's like, no, I'm like, well, what are you gonna do? So um, they put me, you know, with the bald head and my audition was my dad's memorial. So oh, yeah. there you go. And it was like, it was such a great experience. I had such a great time and, you know, my well, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad when you said my audition. Audition. I got worried for a second that Jeff would have actually made you audition for the role of your father, <laughs> which would be just like, especially after his passing. Like, what a horrible thing to make you go through. Right. That would be. <laughs> we are really quickly going to do a message from one of our sponsors. The unofficial Disney Tonight Show is sponsored by Luke's eBay account, Lacoy Collectibles. Items include a 1999 ANSI 
eat ant eater teeny uh teeny beanie baby <laughs> <laughs> only at only $2.99, you won't be antsy in your pantsy. A collection of Girl Scout patches. Tag along and wear these patches at your next, uh, at the next time your shortbread is craving a thin mint. And a 1984 Los Angeles Olympic photo album, perfect for displaying your family's unathletic photos. Find all of your favorite collectibles by searching Luke Tizzle or LaCoy collectibles on eBay. Now back to you, David. Those little, I mean, the, the little Happy Meal, had I, if I had the money, absolutely. <laughs> and the presentation, I mean, it's just, just so, just so much money behind this. It's <laughs> it, we spare no expense. We, and I mean, well, with sponsors, with sponsors like that, I mean, we have to really put the money into the show. Were you a watcher of Disney Sunday Nights? And if so, do you have a favorite movie of that time? Well, let's see. I was a watcher and Christine said, why don't you mention the Apple Dumpling Gang? That was <laughs> yeah. one of Christine's first things I was supposed to study on the list. So, <laughs> and then I mentioned something and she goes, that wasn't Disney. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. American Hustle wasn't Disney. Um, <laughs> so Freaky Friday was a Disney movie, was mm -hmm. it not? Yes. Yeah. Okay, that was like one of my most favorite movies of all time. I that's mean, a, that's I, a great choice. Yeah, I love that. I mean, I watched it on Sunday nights because, you know, it was very comforting. And even like, you know, this is before my time, but the original Mouseketeers, you know, like Annette oh, yeah. Yellow, I knew who she was. And, you know, so it was like you know, sort of a comforting thing. And James, did you have a you, you have you had a question for uh, for Mindy? I believe yes. I do. Yeah, as you bring that up, because you know, Freaky Friday has been remade. I think like two other times now. Well, and then they did that like Jason Bateman version yeah, of it too. Yeah. Which now it's like like the grocer switches places with your <laughs> uncle's cleaner. It's like who cares? <laughs> so for that one, it's it's considered a classic. And what do you think makes it such a classic film? I mean, it was just it was like made for me because you know, as a kid, I always wanted to be a grown up. You know, it was like for Halloween. I was like, I'm woman in bar, you know. <laughs> I always would watch my mother, you know, and she would put on makeup before she'd go to shows with my dad. Because my parents, you know, it wasn't like my mother cooked dinner um, and my dad came home at six from the office. You know, my mother, like on Sunday, she would try to cook a dinner, be like spaghetti sauce. And like, she, she didn't, hasn't smoked in like 40 years, but she would smoke then. And the room would be covered in smoke. She's like, Mindy, this takes me forever. Please leave. You know? <laughs> it was like she would get dressed up, you know, to go to his shows. And I always wanted to copy, you know, the makeup and the hair. So the idea of her switching places with her mother, I mean, I love that. And I also yeah. loved, you know, even I love the idea of the mother, you know, goes back to school and she like knows. And it was I was like this as a kid, like I was 11 and they were playing like spin the bottle at some party. Literally we're all 11 and there was some guy, guy some little boy. There was a guy, grown man at the spin the bottle. Um, and it, so there was this little kid sitting next to me and I wasn't playing because I was a nun and that was too racy for me. And I remember I looked at him and I was like, Brad, you know, I'm so glad you were not involved in this. And he looked at me like, 
like Luke looks at me and <laughs> went right over to play the game. We usually like to end the show similar to uh, Inside the Actors Studio. They would do the Pivo questions at oh the end. Oh my God, I loved we, Inside the Actors right? Studio. Oh. Yeah, the best. You know what so, that is, right, Jake? Jake's I don't. David <laughs> has mentioned it like 30 times, and I have no idea what You've had no idea what I've been saying this whole time. <laughs> Jake, go back to the Legos, Jake. <laughs> don't, wor don't worry yourself about these kinds of things. I mean, when you get to be my age, you lose your memory, and nothing will matter anymore. Anyway. Your wonderful husband is a very talented jazz musician. Um, and I've seen him. Is he now? I'm. This is going to test because I've seen some YouTube videos of him. Is that a, a xylophone or a glockenspiel that he's just you know banging away? Right? Is he plays the trumpet, but <laughs> <laughs> there are videos of him on YouTube with like a right. Is that is that a different Ed man who's a musician? I don't recall that, Dave. What is your favorite classic Disney animated film? Late in the Tramp. I loved Lady in the Tramp. You know, I saw that a million times. And, you know, sometimes I think, I mean, even though, of course, now the Disney, I mean, they're amazing, you know. But it's like sometimes when these old animated things come on, they're just like, they bring back, you know, just a special feeling. I don't know if you're a dog person, but it's so clear that Walt Disney oh, yeah. loved dogs and hated cats because like that movie, like the dogs are all like saints and the cats are just just absolutely evil. No, Sorry, I'm Mando. Mando has like 12 cats. So I apologize, Mando. Walt was not with you on the cats. I know. It always made me sad when I was a kid because I always like I was always a cat lover. So I, like I was always like watching it and like Cinderella's stepmom, her cat was like Lucifer. Like Yeah, what? Lucifer was the name of the cat. Yeah. <laughs> what is your least favorite ride at the Disney parks? I'm assuming one of the roller coasters that made you puke. The Matterhorn. Oh, oh. yeah. When yes. it first came, probably I sound like so old, Jake, but in 1952, <laughs> um, but when it first, like when they f first there, it was like, we went on it and I mean, I was horrified and I was like, never again. You know, I was like 10, I'm like, never again. You know, <laughs> well, I, the other thing with that ride, you get nausea on that one and you also get like a chiropractic back adjustment because right. it's so bumpy. And I don't know if they like, if they need a WD-40 years, I don't know what happened to that <laughs> thing, but it's rough. So I. I'm with you on that one. Kurt Russell or James Garner? Who you who who's your guy? Garner, James Garner. Not mm -hmm. even a question. But I have to be honest, Robert Wagner. Oh yeah. No one knows. Oh, I know. No, I know Robert Wagner. Ninety years old now. He was on a show, Heart to Heart. Robert Wagner, Brad Pitt. I gotta say, Robert Wagner. I mean, wow. I it's wrong, but yes. Well, and Robert Wagner, wasn't he number two in Austin Powers? Wasn't that, wasn't oh, that Oh, that's Robert? right. That's who he was those of you that don't know who he is. All the, so. And also uh, off the record, didn't he, wasn't he accused of murdering his girlfriend or wife or? Wife, Natalie Wood. And I yeah, mean, Natalie, yes. Wood, of course, it's Natalie Wood, yes. <laughs> yes. I'd be another show. I'm obsessed with murder and things. Oh my gosh, same. Murders and Natalie Wood. And I've read every book and you know, I have a whole idea on what happened that night, but yes. Me too. Look at, well, see, if I knew you were really a person, I could. <laughs> yeah, and he like rubbed my shoulders once at a restaurant because my parents were there and I was like, did you kill her?
And he was like, <laughs> you know, and he act like he didn't hear me. But yeah, no, I, I would kill. I would kill to sit with him one night and have him tell me the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, what I, and I love too that like you would choose Robert Wagner who may have murdered his wife over some of these like other- 90, Who's 90. Of the four Toy Stories, what is your favorite Toy Story movie? I mean, I think the first one, the excitement of going to that. And that's when my dad got his, you know, star. And then they had, you know, the huge party after. I mean, they always have those, but it was just, you know, it was very exciting and just loved that. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, I loved the movie. Yeah. That's definitely a, a beautiful experience. What mm -hmm. happened, James? I saw a laugh there. What happened? No, just because she was like the the she was more excited about the party than the movie, but then she had to oh. clarify that it was the movie that made her excited. Can I say something, Dave? The only one that gets me is James. Okay. <laughs> he knows me now. He knew that the party <laughs> I tried to cover later. Did you see how I tried to do that, James? I was like, but really, um, Toy Story One, truly, uh, <laughs> of all the Titanics, I think <laughs> Titanic 12 was truly my favorite. James, you're absolutely right. The party was the most fun for me. I mean, we used to go, when I was a kid, my dad was like very close friends with Tommy Lasorda, who was, you know, coach yeah, for Tommy. the Dodgers. And I couldn't, this is only my parents would do this. We would eat, well, my dad, and we would all have the hot dog. And then we'd be going out to dinner, like in a fancy restaurant afterwards. Like, who goes to a Dodger game? <laughs> so, uh, final question. Uh, what gives you purpose? You're talking to Jake or me? You. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Jake gets combing his hair in the morning. Um, for, like my dad. For Jake, it's combing his hair in the morning. Like me. I'm not even trying to, like... That's what's so weird. And it's like, well, you know why dates didn't want to be with me. I'm not like putting that on like, oh, look, she's trying to be. That's what's so scary, Dave. I wish <laughs> it were. But like when I come off of this, I'm like, you know, very, no. And that's what's frightening. Cause it's like, I'm chan channeling him, but you know. Okay, so what was the question? It was, oh, what's my purpose in life? What, what gives you purpose? So, what, you know, yeah. My children give me purpose, even though, you know, they're older. One of them like, you know, lives here, like it's a hotel, but <laughs> I buy, but my children and my husband, um, I love little kids for years. I taught um, preschool. This is like with the acting thing. So I loved working with kids, little kids, and then performing I, you know, when I'm performing and it's going great and the audience is laughing and, you know, that's just the best feeling to me. Um, so performing, I've always, you know, perform, I've always been like, you know, the little performer. And maybe that was part of the fact that I was so unbelievably shy that then when I, I remember I did a play at Beverly High, like, um, and David Schwimmer, who was in my class was like, that was you, you know, he didn't even know who I was, but it was like, I did this play where I was screaming. But even though I was so incredibly shy that I had this other side to me that just, you know, could perform or wanted to perform and loved, you know, the response I would get. The thing with stand up is, I guess, you know, they always say it's like, 
you know, funny is funny. It's like, you can't, it's not like, well, you're too, I mean, even though I do feel like that often, oh, you're too old to be doing that, you know, with acting, you know, even the best actresses, you know, they, they're 50 and they're like, oh God, the work is going away, whatever. So I think with stand up, it's not, you don't have to like, you know, you could start at any time and it doesn't really age a whole lot because if you're doing it well, you're usually sometimes making fun of yourself. And so the more you age, kind of usually the more stuff, you know, life experience you've had to make fun of. And your dad is the perfect testament of like, you can do it forever because. (laughs) My dad was like the oldest, you know, stand up that was still, you know, working. And yeah, I mean, when I was 20, I wouldn't have had, you know, the life experiences, um, all the experiences with Luke that I now have to share with audiences, <laughs> you know, so it was very different. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> thank you, James. <laughs> gotta love it. I always love the, the, the late laugh. You gotta, what, what was it this time that I missed James tune into you? Cause you and Mindy are simpatico. What was it this time? Oh, we have a thing going. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. It's the Vegas. You both lived in Vegas. <laughs> yes. Oh, did you, did you live in Vegas? I did, yeah. Not not anymore. I don't live there, but I did. I lived in Vegas. Actually, graduated from high school and college there. But I've also met like Wayne, Wayne Newton, and I worked for Siegfried and Roy. Uh, oh my God! Yeah, so I, I'm. <laughs> well, and my and my grandma used to tell me stories about how they have to wear like dress up to go see your dad's shows and oh, see yeah. all this. I mean, absolutely. It flip was flops like, and shorts. Right. Oh God. Now it's like short. And my dad would be like, thanks for dressing up for the show. <laughs> when they would come in like, you know, um, Hawaiian shirt, Jake, Jake shirt. Um, <laughs> and you know, shorts. Right. And of course now you in clubs, you know, they're particularly wearing like a tire around the middle, but um, yeah, so it was, everyone had to dress up. Oh yeah. Wayne Newton. I love. And also when the Osmonds first came out, and Donnie and then Marie was just this little girl and she would come down from above like on a swing which now would be very like me too iffy you know but it was those were things that oh I just love that and going backstage we would get to I got to go backstage all the time to like Anne Margaret who was my favorite Jake like nodded off but like she'd come out with like bikers you know and on the bikes and yeah so well, no and, and, and then you're doubly simpatico because James is also a naval veteran. Your dad played uh, oh, someone in the right. Navy. In the, and, in the wasn't C- your dad a veteran too? What, didn't he serve? Yes. Yeah. He was on a World War II, but what was his job at? Oh, he would paint the side. Look, I have to ask my husband what my dad did. <laughs> he would paint He's the sides of the... Sh- yeah, he worked for Postmates. Um, it was <laughs> No, he would paint the sides of the ship. <laughs> He did DoorDash, you know. He <laughs> no, no, no. They call they call him Bosun Mates. Like he worked for the Bosun Mates because he was a he was a seaman first class. I know a lot about your dad. Oh, me. you know that? Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. See, I don't I'm, even know that. I'm kind I of know. a stalker of of comedians. I have Bob Newhart's <laughs> LP over my bed, like framed. I'm not kidding. Really? Bob Newhart watches him at night. <laughs> he, he gives me inspiration. He's the man. What are you talking about? So. Oh my god, that's so funny. Okay, so two things. One. Dave and he was all like I don't know Dave but I could tell he got all excited to tell me this this is my husband Ed oh I don't know if you can see him hey Ed get out of the way (laughs) calm down so Dave got all excited he goes isn't it true 
your husband Ed, what did you say? Well, Play. so I was I thought it was him. I watched some some YouTube videos. <laughs> of, Wait, dear God, he can't hear you. Give me the other one. So <laughs> <laughs> Okay, see, I'm so good at this. Okay, wait, this is as close to sex as we get. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, so did I did I have this right? Maybe I had the wrong Ed Man, but there was I watched some YouTube videos of a of a jazz musician named Ed Man playing. It was either a Glockenspiel or a xylophone, very oh, well and very fast. Yeah, the Ed Man percussionist. He plays for he played for Frank Zappa. Oh, you know who that is. Oh yeah, I have in touch with him. <laughs> <laughs> so there's two ed man but you do yeah i'm a jazz i'm a jazz musician uh at least part-time jazz musician nice. so there so there okay well there's a lot of ed mans in the jazz world i apologize <laughs> trumpet's a lot cooler than what the other ed man was doing though it was it was very it was very it was very odd looking so you're a trumpeteer i apologize ed not only is he trumpeteer but he also wrote which has been published his first book dave Okay. Oh yeah, and it's called "For the Love of the, Radio." You'll have to look at the title. It's called <laughs> "For the Love of Radio." This is I'm like what put on the tiny McDonald's burger for two. No, this is <laughs> for the love of radio, and it's truly a love story to me. It kind of right? is, it? yeah. That's how it works out. At one point, though, oh, I don't want to tell the ending. No. Okay, but <laughs> um, anyway, I just think it's really the kind of book that Jake wants to go to bed with. Every <laughs> <laughs> I have David's book over here. It's for you, Jake. It really is. Yeah. And I wrote Dave. it for Jake. <laughs> yeah. And, um, it's very exciting. Amazon, Barnes and Noble. Barnes and yeah. Check, it's, check it's, it out. It's check. okay. For All the love right, of radio. Was, yeah. Mindy needs a book, though. Mindy, what? are you going to write a book? You know, James, my dad wrote a bunch of books. Right. Um, yes. You know, and my dad wasn't a big writer. So, like, the first page was, like, you know, A, B, C. No, <laughs> was, no they were books, and it was, you know, about him. But, you know, unless I was going to write a book that was, like, all scandalous, like, you know, my, you know, my dad cheated and gambled, which I wish I could say that, but he didn't, you know, he didn't even gamble. My parents were married for like 50 years. So I don't, I don't think any. Well, and we're, we'll transition to the audience Q&A, but I will say, Mindy, uh, James does make a substantial amount of his living ghostwriting. So if you need, if you need, you know, if you want to do the ABC and then have James do the rest, uh, you guys can, can make right. some, some Make something big happen. Amanda, would you like to read uh, our first audience Q&A for the great Mindy Of Riffle? course. This is by an anonymous person. It said, what age did you get uh, interested in being in entertainment? When I was a kid, I'm like 10 or, you know, and I would put up like a curtain when we would go to Miami Beach, which is another place that my dad worked a lot. And I would imitate, you know, my, my aunt's what is this another question? I'm answering a question already. <laughs> <laughs> the Toy Story. I'm not there yet. <laughs> Sorry, the poll accidentally walked. Ed, he left the room. Okay. I mean, he leaves for a minute. I, I don't pay him to go in the kitchen. You, you, um, you, can, <laughs> you can disregard that. That's just an audience poll. It accidentally popped up. I apologize. Yeah, I mean, these questions, you know, I, I'm sitting here, I'm trying to think of, you know, cures for COVID. I can't be, <laughs> he answered that question. Luke, do you want to, can I inconvenience you to read uh, the next question? 
Sure. Uh, this is from Anonymous. Mindy, you are so funny. I've been stuck at home with... <laughs> By the way, can I just... Throw, like, I love how much passion you said. Mindy, you're so funny. <laughs> there was an exclamation point on there, Mindy. I promise. <laughs> and let me... I bet that when I'm not on the show, Luke's like, so, let me sing your song again. Yeah. Okay. He actually is a great performer. Luke is a great performer. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm a. I'm. I'm sticking with my pilot career. Um, <laughs> okay, I've been stuck at home with the pandemic for almost a year. So thank you for the laughs. The question I have is, growing up with such an iconic father, did you feel like you had a normal childhood, protected from the limelight, or did you realize how famous your dad was? I think I was very sheltered. We go to Lake Tahoe. My dad would be performing at this hotel, Harris, and my mother would have like a security guard. We'd stay at these houses. And I ring again. Oh, Ed, uh, Ed there's something with the battery saver mode. I've been doing this now. It's been like um, the Jerry Lewis telethon. So you better check that um, These people love me. Um, so anyway, they would have a security guard sitting in the living room all night, you know, like to protect us. But I also think I knew at some points, like how famous my dad was, because I did love it when I would go to the show and he would introduce me from the audience. And then we'd be like, that's his daughter. That's, his, you know, of course, as an adult, you know, I'm in therapy forever. But at the time <laughs> when they were like, that's his daughter. And it made me feel good, you know, and I knew he was a star. And sometimes we would go out and, you know, there'd be photographers and especially being with the New Hearts because my parents were best friends with them. And my mother is still best friends with Bob and his wife. And I think going out with the two of them and all of us together, um, I definitely think I knew that you know, he was famous and I liked that. And that is something that's commendable to your dad and Bob, you know, that they did bring you along, that they did do that because there's a lot of comics, you know this, Mindy, where they can't wait to get on the road and get away from the family and do whatever that, that mm -hmm. life is. As much as my dad, you know, was this tough guy at home, my mother ran the show and she was always, and of course my father went along with whatever she said. And it's funny because my parents and the Newharts were also like very conservative. You know, it's like they would go, you know, in the seventies every party. And if anyone brought out like, well, then it was called, I don't know, now it's weed again, but it was pot and all these like grass, right? <laughs> so they were always like, oh, there's, there's grass, we're leaving, you know? So they were both of them. I mean, they've been married 60 years. It was all about, you know, the family and keeping the family together. So Mindy, I think you're, I think if you write a book, it should be called Forever in Therapy. Forever. <laughs> Absolutely, James. I mean, I'm going to have a very long session right after this. <laughs> I'm like, Luke didn't look at me, turned away from me. You know, I think they're revoking his pilot's license. Um, and Jake didn't know where he was. He thought he was in romper room. That's not a Disney show, Mindy. So Mindy, we have we have gone lo way longer than we really appreciate and how long you've you, you thank you. I was doing something with Katie Couric. What I missed that at? Oh. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, that's you... fine. Lester <laughs> Holt will have to wait. Yeah, we <laughs> with Luke. <laughs> we appreciate. Yeah, we appreciate you snubbing uh, Lester and Katie for us. This was an absolute blast and honor for all of us. You were amazing. For those of you who are here live, 
uh, stick around. We will do the after party. We'll chat it up with you guys. Um, for those of you who are listening in the future or watching on YouTube, uh, thank you so much. Please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts and YouTube. You never know where you're going to want to do it. Review and rate. Uh, this has been, I mean, this has been an absolute treat and oh, treasure for you. me. Thank uh, you. I want to thank the whole cast. Thank you, James and Luke and God, Jake and Mando, you two. I love you two as a team, like a dance team. And <laughs> all of the crew and God, everybody, all of the people like from Tom Cruise's background crew, from <laughs> later that's been working on Dave's podcast. Thank you all so much. That you will, we do have a, it's quite an operation here. And everyone, give Mindy a huge round of applause. Yeah. She is amazing. Thank you, Dave. Thank you. Thank this you. is this is the unofficial Disney Tonight Show. See you soon.